Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Good Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. And away we go. It's August. It's time. Fresh from practice. Give you some thoughts on what we saw today. Tomorrow they go into full pads. So it is giddy up time, which is a great thing. I'm Jeff. That is Tom. Director Matthew will be along in a bit on Twitter. It's at Jay Cameron Show. Woo! Got to exhale. Gather ourselves and let's get set. Let's get uh, talking about uh, Florida State and uh, uh, some other items across uh, the board. You know, NFL football uh, this week as uh, as well. That's right. That's right. Full pads for the Knowles tomorrow. Hall of Fame game Thursday, I think. Right, Tom? Thursday it is? Thursday is the Hall of Fame game. Man, it is. It, it You know, it's so funny. It sneaks, it sneaks, it sneaks. Then, ha! It's all here. Just like that. Uh, so it's um, it's a fun time. But it's a, okay, let's get organized again time. It's a, okay, here's everything's accounted for, which is great. And let's just start with today. You know, being out there at practice this morning and watching them in preparations for tomorrow's fully padded practice, I think everybody's ready to go. Uh, I think the competition on the offensive line is everything I'd hoped for. I think there will be, uh, you know, a, a contest at a couple of those positions that goes right up until the very end. I'm very excited to see uh, what kind of progress is made uh, at receiver because I, I, I'm going to tell you, there's been a, an infusion of hope for a couple of guys that maybe I didn't expect much from. Um, and then there's some other guys that I'm kind of two fingers to my eyes, two fingers back to you waiting on. Uh, we've got a nice mix of it all. Uh, I do think that maybe one of the things we, we believe to be true coming into the season, coming into the first week of practice and now into week two, not only that the defense, which is always ahead of the offense typically at this stage, uh, but but we also thought that that's where the bulk of the talent on this football team is. That's where the depth of the talent is. And I think that's true. Not to say that there's anything uh, that, that can cannot be gained or done or improved upon on offense at this point. Uh, just that I think that they have more answers on defense right now than they do anywhere else. And that's exciting because uh, I, I love defensive football. I love uh, I love having some depth there. I want to see some guys that, that'll hit you. And I think we have a, a lot of candidates for that, first of all. And then you have emerging players, 
you know, I, I don't know that there's a practice that I've been at. I've been at every one but one. I didn't go Sunday. So I've been to every other one. And that includes today. And I, there hasn't been one where Azaria Thomas didn't make a wow play or didn't make a play where you go, okay, well, I don't know how you're not going to play him. He's going to have to play. I don't know about start, but, I mean, he's going to push for time uh, over and over and over again. So uh, that's a guy that not only pushes for time, but I think gets you giddy, gets you excited about his potential, what he's capable of. And what he's capable of is being an elite player. So I, I am, I'm really excited about him as he continues to make it look rather easy. For a guy his age, he shouldn't it, – it, it seems to me that it ought not be that effortless, and it seems to be effortless for him in a lot of ways. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does when he puts on the pads and, and we get after it again. Um, but today was an interesting day. I thought that it was a mixed bag. Defense carried today for the most part. A couple, couple deep passes today. I know we're not supposed to get into too big of details, but I thought it was important late to hit Micah Pittman there uh, on a nice adjustment route there that um, – you know that that he could have just let that fly, but he recognized that adjustment uh, down the seam there and made that catch. That was a big play. Um, I, I thought that it was it was a decent adjustment. The ball was late, but AJ Duffy on a touchdown pass to Toa Feely did a good job of you and I talked about this over there, Tom, uh, kind of leveling up, realizing what he had, uh, and and throwing him open too. So that that was nice. A couple of gains there. They're not gonna be very good at tight end. Right now, I, I I just don't I don't see that. Uh, interesting candidates though moving forward. There, I, I I am curious. I don't want again. I I don't want to get into too many details. They haven't had everybody. Cam's been in a boot. People know that, and so you, you don't have the guy that's your projected starter there. Um, and they don't have a lot of depth of it, it, experience at the position. Uh, not quality anyhow. So I I don't know what they're. I don't know that they can get that much better at tight end. Yeah, to run down some of the things that you were saying from the top with Azaria, I found it interesting because Marcus Woodson spoke to the media today. Yeah. Uh, we get position coaches intermittently throughout camp. Uh, Mike spoke today as well. He wasn't on the schedule, too, but he, he likes he to. He does that a lot lately, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they're having good days, too, so it's easier to say, all right, what, what, what do you need? Um, but there's, there's something that Coach Woodson said that was very similar to me. It spoke to a golf round that we played about uh, nine years ago now. Mm-hmm. In the preseason, you remember this? It was one of the position coaches was in a oh, uh, yeah. scramble group of yes, ours. Yes, It was Lawrence Dossie. And the hype was around Jameis Winston, and it was after the spring game where his first pass was a touchdown over LaMarcus Joyner to a walk-on. And we asked him, is he the real deal? I remember this. It's on 9T. We asked him. He goes, no, well, I remember it specifically, yeah. Yeah, he goes, I mean, they're not live yet, so... You know, until until they go live and the pads come on. I mean, you know, I, I can't judge whether this quarterback's going to be able to handle that. So something that Woodson said today, even though defensive backs hit, is he said, well, seven on seven and in shells, he's as good as there is. But I want to see what happens on Saturday in the scrimmage. To me, that says that he's checked everything for Coach Woodson. He's like, yes, man, yeah. he's exceeding my expectations. Now, if he can carry that over into full contact on Saturday, now, we, now we're talking. But that's the last hurdle. It was the same thing with Coach Dossie back in that day, which was he's done everything he possibly can, except – when we get into a game situation, make it happen. So, and you'll never know the game situation part. Like, he can be, you, you know, as much as you can replicate a scrimmage, right? But he still has an inkling because he knows the playbook. He kind of knows what we're doing. So he can cheat a little bit. And so you really don't know until you get into a game and they set you up uh, how you're going to handle that. Uh, I think they'll work on that with him because he, he is kicking down the door. And he has been 
from the first day that he arrived here. I don't know that there is a player on this team that is more universally agreed upon by those that cover the team as a future star than Azaria Thomas. In fact, I know there isn't. There's not another player that would be on the top of that list besides Azaria Thomas. He, he would be the first guy named, and I'm not trying to speak for everybody that covers this team, but if you're out there every day and most, you know, all the guys out there know who they are, you're going to pick that kid as probably the one to bank on. Now, there are candidates that you think will be good players, maybe even emerging as starters this year, but I'm just talking about that other level of, wow, that's different. It'd be him because the first week we ever saw him in spring, we were all taken. Uh, the tour of duty. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it with him and McCall because McCall was the five-star all-everything kid at 22, and, and Azaria was a, a signing day surprise, a pleasant one. Right. But, you know, McCall is more of the known commodity as we're entering tour duty, if that if there is such a thing for a true freshman. And I'm watching him chop, 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 chop. And, and 11 can run. He's fast. Yeah. But then I'm watching the smooth strides of Azaria. He's rangier, he's taller, and he's stride for stride. And it looks like he's at third gear, maybe fourth. That's the kind of stuff that gets spooky. When you have that wingspan and that height and things don't look hard to you. Yeah. Like the, one of the plays he made today, and uh, Coach Woodson was asked about this, so I think we're protected. It's a detail. It's kind of like what happened with Deloach and the interception he made in Gainesville last year, which is I know what they're doing to me. So I'm going to break off my responsibility yeah, because yeah. I see the chessboard. I'm reading the chessboard. He's covering one player. He sees that they're flooding his area of the field with another because he's, his responsibility is to follow his mark. He comes off it and makes a play on the ball. That's the next level. And it's something we should probably talk about more often because Duke Cooper didn't have fall camp, and he was one of our best defensive backs, our best corner, by November Yeah, of last by the year. end of the year. He Development was. is pretty strong around these parts. I know, look... September was a joke last year. They were a joke in the secondary, yeah. but they figured it out. Akeem Dent's now a plus player from being a, a bust of a five-star prospect. They've got precedent now of showing development and speeding up the process for some of these freak athletes to the point where they can play early on in their career. Kevin Knowles is another example. They have some buy-in there with those guys in particular, so I think that really was a lot of it, was identifying what you can and can't do, which guys are locked in and buying into what we're teaching and are willing to sacrifice to that end, which guys we're not going to be. We had some headaches in that room, Tom, and they're no longer here. And that... I'm sure, did not help matters. Now, one of those headaches we're going to see this year, and he is a tough kid who played the game in a way that I appreciated. He didn't always cover well, but he played the game uh, with a passion and a toughness that I think they'll miss a little bit of this year. Uh, in the run game, those guys coming up, uh, Brownlee would hit you. And, 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 and that actually kind of stoked a little bit of that enthusiasm in this defensive unit that you saw. So I, we'll see if there's somebody else that's going to do that. Uh, could be Akeem Dent, Jamie Robinson. We'll see. Th those guys right now, they're just kind of easing into camp, if you will. So Woodson did go on the record again today, so we can say that, that uh, Dent and, and Robinson are, are nursing some lingering things, and so you're seeing a lot of the backup safety. So since that went on the record, we, we can mention that. Shaheen Brown had a good day today. Yeah. Uh, one thing, and we're always careful about, isolating players and talking about routes and things that they're doing because we don't want to get kicked out of practice and, you know, the access is great. But just lending context, I'll just give you an overview here. I know you've, you've seen it. The guy, if, if, 
in the roundtable, we get asked the question, you know, who we expected more from, who we're pleasantly surprised by. I am pleasantly surprised by Deuce Span. Today was a good day for him, so it's an easy talking point. But Deuce Span's a guy that when he got here, immediately stood out because of his body type. He looks like an NFL wide receiver. So you see him and you go, that guy looks like he should play in the league. You know, he's he's thick, he's muscular, he's tall, he's fast. Everything looks everything everything about him looks NFL. And then you watched him play in the spring and you went, oh, yeah, he's a former quarterback learning to play receiver. And you could just tell. He didn't know how to really run routes smoothly. Uh, there wasn't a fluidity to him. Uh, other than the straight-ahead speed, which you knew, okay, at the very least, you might get something out of him in special teams, and you can certainly send him over the top, try to lift the lid. But I don't know that he's going to really run um, complimentary routes and make plays off of those. And, you know, I just didn't – my expectations lowered because what I ended up thinking about him was I'm glad we got him, but it's going to be a minute. It's going to be a couple of years. It's going to take some time. And by the end, we may be like, man, what a good get that was. Right, for like seven games when he figures right, it out right, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. were going to be like, man, that's going to be a good get. You know, that's a, how soon can they make him part of something with this offense? How could you, could you use him in the quick game? You know, the jet sweep stuff. Could you use that speed? Could you use him on special teams? Like I said, run a nine with him. You could get him to, to you know, little things here and there to get him, to keep him locked in. But if this is any indicator, he is maturing and growing up and adapting and figuring things out a lot quicker than I would have guessed. He, he actually ran two to three different route combinations today that looked like he had a clue and made two catches out of those breaks, got his head around, got his hands up, made that catch. Uh, I don't know. They may end up getting him to to contribute pretty significantly this year, and that would really help this offense because they need another guy or two amongst those receivers. Yeah, he's naturally gifted, even in those five catches we saw when he transferred. There are a couple where you, he displays soft hands. You're like, well... I mean, so maybe it's instinct. He's got a clue. Mm-hmm. It's just about the polish. And we got out and saw spring camp, and it's like, oh, man, route tree? It's a route stick. He doesn't, he doesn't have a route tree. It's just one stick. And and now the nuances are starting to show. Right. And and that that piggybacks off of something you said last week, and I'm not sure if it was on the air we were just talking at practice, but that they spent so much time with him. You know, they you spend time with kids who can help themselves and help your team. Yeah. You know, and also you spend time with kids who are invested in getting better. So I thought that was a good sign because if you're just going to blow off instruction, they're not going to they're not going to waste their time giving you extra instruction or being on you after every rep. So I thought that was a good sign about buy-in from him. And then today you're right. I mean, across all phases of practice, so keep it very general. Yeah, he was good. You, there were flashes, and you're like, yeah. oh, well, that's what a receiver would do in that moment. Yeah, Nuances I, to, to creating space for himself, things like that. Yeah, I spend a lot of time. I think in our effort to kind of never sugarcoat things and, and to give an honest opinion of what we're seeing. And we can be wrong about things and we can be right about things. So, I mean, that's all understood. That's the nature of the beast. But, you know, I, I can I can certainly look at a guy early on and, and not have a good vibe, not have a good feel and say to myself, well, you know, he's going to take uh, he's going to take a little time. And then we'll get on the show and somebody will ask about a kid and they're really excited about him. And I always feel uh, bad if, if, there, if it's a guy that I've watched and thought to myself, well, I hate to break it to you, buddy, but 
so-and-so is not any good yet, or he's got a ways to go, or it's going to be, uh, you know, beyond this season before we start getting excited about him. I always feel bad because, they, you know, at that point, you've you got a person who's excited. They probably follow the person in recruiting. Uh, maybe they've even met the kid, whatever it might be, and they want them to succeed. Uh, and then you're, you know, dousing them with cold water. Well, I also feel compelled when I see a guy who fits that mold, who I don't think you're going to get a lot from, who didn't exactly light the world on fire in spring, and now has made huge strides. I feel the need to definitely bring that up time and again, and I'll tell you why, because it means he's been working from that time to this time. It didn't just happen these five days. You know, he, he Right, right. It's evidence right. of, of care. Yes, he's yes. cared a lot and put in the time this summer before camp started. There's no way you just got here after, you know, this time apart and and without working on your own and and really trying to polish routes, there's no way he's made the strides that he did. Um, just solely through what you know, one spring. No, he he he's worked hard this offseason. But it's not you know in order because I hear us talking about this, and, and I'm on the consumer side. I'm like going there if I'm on Warchan TV or driving around. I'm like, oh, so this guy's gonna be a badass. No, no, it's right now. It's signs of life. It's it's legitimate signs of yeah, life where yeah. we didn't think there were gonna be some. But I it, didn't it, think it, he consistency. Would this year. Consistency is the next thing. It's like it's nice that we, we see that you can do these things, mm. but there are moments where you go, I. All oh, right, and that's going to continue yeah. to happen. But it's so early in camp right now, and he's doing it time and again. I mean, it's not the first time that I've looked over at you or looked over at Ira or Corey or Aslan and just said, C5 again? I mean, what, yeah, you, that, you, okay, C5 so again? We split up, divide, and conquer different mm-hmm. portions of practice because they split up the segment groups. And everybody I talked to today who had a different assignment when they were you know, skill maybe, and I wasn't looking at skill, and there was one time where we were looking at trenches together, and that was a fun you know, yeah. couple periods. And I said, hey, you know, Deuce looked good. And when I said, oh, yeah, you know what? Yes. Yeah. When I was watching him, too, and you weren't. So today was a good day for five. It was a real good day for five. So I'm, I'm happy for him. And, um, you know, let's see if he piggybacks that and, and has a good day in pads tomorrow, full pads tomorrow. They, they've been in shells. So it's, 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 um, it, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. And it's just so good that I think the evidence of having 90% of your roster out there for spring. Uh, is is all around us. They're able to hit install quickly. They're able to get after things and not have to teach, constantly teach. There's not a lot of stopping in basic yeah. instruction. I mean, there's hardly any, really. The only thing they're saying is move faster. You know where you're supposed to go. Go. That's nice because last year at this time there was a lot of stopping and starting. Yeah, and I think um, the only other thing to, to point out today is that I, I will I will watch, just as you do, every practice – long periods of time in the trenches because that the fights there are really fun to take in for a lot of reasons. Um, they're, that's an excitable bunch, the defensive line and the depth there in the ends. And then you've got guys fighting for jobs on the offensive line. And you marry those two. Like one group's really confident and a lot of guys brimming with confidence to the point of arrogance on that side of the ball. And then this other group, where you have some veterans, but you also have some guys fighting to take those veteran spots. And there's a legitimate, I guess, three spots on that offensive line that I think they're competing for. You, you marry that, you're going to get some violence. You're going to get extreme competition, which is what makes everybody better in the trenches. Yeah, two of the guys to watch closely, just because they're new but experienced, are Demetri Emanuel and Justin Turnentine, because it's kind of like the old adage about college football where the most improvement you see is from your first game to your second game mm-hmm. in a given season. Well, 
Turnitine, not as much as Emmanuel. Emmanuel hasn't seen this level in practice, not even close to it, of competition and individual drills and team drills and all this stuff. And already within a handful of practices, I'm seeing kind of like that week one to week two, incremental, exponential, whatever term you want to use. There are times where he looks very much like he just came from Charlotte, and then there are times where you say, oh, okay, so he learned from last rep. It's his turn again, and look at what he – okay, Dimitri, I see what you're doing. Same thing for Jazz. Yeah, he Jazz is a little bit more to the extremes. Yep. He has a great oh, yeah. rep where you go, there it is, and then you're like, ooh, that was a toughie. You know what's great? And I don't think anybody get mad at us about this, uh, coaches or otherwise. I'll tell you what. This is where I wince. No, no, it's just a reminder of how – Football's tough, man, and the difference between being a dominant high school player and then getting thrown into the trenches at the college level, at this level, I can only imagine. It, there have been times that Julian Armella and others that are young who have such promise, they're going to be such good football players, they just get, I mean, they just get overwhelmed. I, it, it's And it's you, you should be. You should be. It, there's nothing wrong with that. You learn from it. But, man... There are moments where you're like, ooh, kid, that's a toughie. That's it's it. going to happen. Yeah. That's a, that's a footprint in your chest. That's a, <laughs> I mean, I, that, that happened more than once. And yeah. I'm just like, whoo, that's, but that's a grown ass man. I won't get into the individual matchup, but you had a grown ass man catch him off balance. Yeah. On a bull rush, and it's just like, oh, this isn't going to end well. well you can see it. It's like anything else. You know, you're the best from where you were, and so am I. But guess what? I'm 21 or 22. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm technical, and you're not. Yeah. And but, I've had four years in a weight room. But what's interesting, yes. In college. And, and a couple of, but it's it's amazing to me how close Armella looks to being in that group. Like, he, sure. He, you, oh, could, yeah, yeah. you could tell me as a redshirt sophomore, I'd be like, yeah, that seems about right. A little bit more development, considering the kind of re- recruits that we bring in here yeah. in recent years. Yeah, that looks like a 20 or 21 year old by our own offensive line standards but asking jared verse yesterday i was out there and, and he was one of the interviews and i said is there anybody you know that's a newcomer there's a lot of new faces on the o-line that that's impressed you he said well when i got here in january guys were talking about julian i'm like Who, who's julian why is everybody t- he's not on the roster and he said then i saw him and i realized oh that that's gonna work that that yeah. kid's gonna work yeah and there's there was a couple of moments where I saw something unique out of Julian that I've I have not seen here in some time and and one of that is uh, one of those aspects is his speed off the line like if you need him to get from point A to point B again I won't go into schematics I can't believe how fast he is in a straight line you're yeah. gonna be able to do a lot with him not just put him on an island and let him go block on the blind side or whatever it is that he eventually does but if you want to move him places in order to create angles. That dude is lightning quick. For now he's going to get big. bigger, though, Tom. He's going to get bigger. Yeah, no, those the feet, feet, the feet are, are un- good, and, and that first move off that, the line. Yeah, that's an athlete. It's good to see. Yeah, no, it is. It's just funny to watch. I, this is this is indicative of any football team where the freshmen come in and they have a lot of expectations. If you put a guy in the trenches, it is so rare that a freshman offensive lineman. Every now and then you get it with a defensive lineman like Timmy Jernigan, where you're just like, well, that's different. He's just picking people up off the ground. I mean, Tim was very different. But most of the time, like, freshmen can come in and, and, and do what Thomas is doing. At, the at, Lions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you can you look around and you're like, okay, well, that kid's doing this and he's going to chant. But most of the time you'll step back and you look in the trenches and all of its alignment, it's just the difference between beating up off people in high school whom 99% of the time when you line up across from a kid in high school, if you're as big as Julian Armella – 
I mean, just manhandle. I mean, it's not even technique. Yeah, it's use just, your pinky. You're just going to manhandle guys, right? So when you get here and you've got, I mean, let's just say it, you got some sons of bitches out there that like they're they're they want to dominate and they, they explode. Oh, if you're in short yards and goal line on this offensive mm. line right now, you better, I mean, you're going to be so prepared for the season. Buckle up. I mean, trying to block Briggs is right. I mean, as an end, as an yeah. I mean, next good, to love it, next to Cooper. Good yeah. luck. I mean, that's that's a big man who's playing angrily and and violent with heavy hands. You watch those hands and you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Also, you and I saw uh, Mr. Verse, who's considered to be more finesse, use strength today in a way that was very impressive. So even though he's not the size of Dennis Briggs, he can push you back if he needs to. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's strong, and he'll tell you about it. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Cameron Show, good Monday again. Hope you had a great weekend. Appreciate you joining us. Just getting started and it should be a fun, busy week. A lot of opportunities. Tom, put that back up on the screen, would you? We got an amazing uh, offer here. Calling all FSU fans for a limited time. Uh, you can you can obviously continue to follow Warchant.com and do so on three. A, uh, a buck gets you everything. All that we do. A dollar for one year. That is like, I mean, you know, it's a dollar. It's quite the incentive. It's a dollar, everybody. So, uh, you know, you're going to want to do that and go on over there and get you, get yourself uh, locked in here for one buck for one year. That's, uh, that's a good deal. The good thing is that all the servers, you know, at the switch over at midnight last night, which was a great show, had hundreds of people uh, stop in between midnight and 2 a.m. Eastern to watch yeah, our uh, Midnight yeah. Madness program. Uh, when you're switching a website from one place to another, sometimes it doesn't always update, and so you're in the browser, you're like, hey, it's taking, I thought there was a new place I'm going. Mm -hmm. Why am I going to the old place? Well, that's all done now. So you just go to warchant.com, which is uh, familiar to all you out there, and then you'll see a green box at the top of the screen. And that's how you click, find us. Clickety-do. It's not hard. Just follow the, follow the little path I believe there. that's the technical term, too. Yeah, clickety-do. Um, like, oh, what are you doing over there, Bob? Uh, he says I got to do the clickety-do. Well, then click it. Uh, so really quickly, a couple of questions here, or at least observations, and folks asking us about this. And we've been out there, again, for all – I've seen every practice but one uh, – and he was hearing about drops with wide receivers. I don't know that, um, Jason, that the drops have been the biggest problem. Uh, there are some drops. You're going to have drops in camp occasionally. Uh, and, and there are guys that uh, I talked about 
how shocked we were the other day when Micah Pittman dropped two or three balls. That That is completely out of character. He had a much better day today. Caught the football uh, very well. Uh, made a really tough catch along the sidelines in traffic. Made a big catch down the seam. Uh, he, he, he looked more like himself. I don't think when I talk about the wide receivers, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think when I talk about the receivers I'm as worried about drops as I am uh, the lack of talent, the depth of talent. I don't think that's a above-average group. If you said, what's the, the, the unit on this team that you think has got to come the furthest for this team to be capable of winning the Atlantic and playing for a conference title? You know, like I'm talking about where we want to go. I'm not talking about where we are, where we want to get to. They've got to get some receivers in here. They don't have enough. Now, they're hoping and their gamble, and it's a good one, it's it's what you have to do when you when you're lacking something, is that you you threw some numbers at it in the via the transfer portal, you got really unlucky. We've talked about this a lot that one of those guys who happened to be the most experienced at the Power Five level got hurt in a car crash. Now he's out there, by the way. Winston Wright is out there walking around. You've seen him. I've seen him. Uh, he had his shoulder pads on today, just walking around. You know, he's he he works out while the team is doing their thing. He often goes to the back and works out, uh, and I'm sure they have him riding the bike and doing what they can to get him to where he can start running. Uh, and he's not doing that right yet, and I don't want to get any more detail than that. Please but, don't. Yeah, but he's just he's you know, but he's out there is the point. A lot of people want to know is he out there? Yes, he's out there every day, and he's talking with the coaches and he's observing. In fact, I can tell you this, and I, I'm sure they have no problem with this. I saw Jordan Travis the other day come over to him, and they were talking about a route against a look. And he was going over the different machinations with him about where that should have gone and why. And Jordan was responding to him. And they were having a really good give and take. It's not the first time that I've seen that. The reason I bring that up is he's engaged. You know, he's he's watching. He's trying to get those mental reps in so that when he can participate fully, uh, he'll be able to do that. You know, and that, that's that's something to get excited about. Well, he's trying to be here until December, then that's it. I mean, that, that's his goal. And that's fine. You know, the transfer portal will do that for you. Is even if guys have multiple years of eligibility left, like think about a Tatum Bethune. Tatum Bethune is going to be a nice player mm. every day. There's another player every day. I go, mm, that's going to work at least once or twice. He'll make a play that that's different. We didn't have that last year. That's going to help us. There are multiple players on this roster, skill positions and otherwise, who might technically have another year to come back and play, and they don't want it. They want this to be the money year because the other thing to consider with COVID eligibility is you're old when you come out. If you exhaust all of your eligibility, yeah. 23, 24 years yeah. old, and, and NFL teams are like, well, you're shot in one contract. We're not going to take you. So Wright is trying to get to a place where he puts enough film out there, produces enough for Florida State in the process that it's academic, and he can just go on and, and make his money at the next level. And I want him to be able to do that because it means he's contributing this year in a big way, and that's helping Florida State win games. Uh, we'll see. I, I'm not projecting that he will or he won't. I don't know. I don't, I don't have the medical before me. I'm not a doctor. I just know he's at practice every day, and you know, that's exciting. He's not. You know, we'll, see, we'll see how quickly he can get up to full speed. But when I talk about the depth of receiver or the lack of, of talent, you just don't have a lot of huge playmakers on this roster at that position. Guys that change the scoreboard in a hurry, guys that can absolutely ruin a defense's day with one or two 
deep balls, one or two big plays, runs after a catch. There aren't a lot of guys like that. You're looking for incremental growth from a guy like Malik McClain. Well, great. Malik McClain's still really young, early in his career. But Malik McClain is not going to be mistaken for Peter Warwick. It's not that kind of talent. He's just a big kid uh, who's getting better and better at using his body and running routes. But he's not a game-breaker. He's just a solid receiver right now. Here's what's interesting. Okay, this is a, a player where I know you weren't out there yesterday, but I've I've seen more from Malik than I did in spring. Do you agree with that or no? Maybe some. Yeah, I yesterday. think I think he, he, yeah. yeah, marginally so. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I think because it was a largely anonymous spring. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, it was. He's been better so far. Yeah, I think so too. I'm excited to see him in pads. He's such a big body, but they've got. You know, it, yeah. Tomorrow's a big day. It is a big day. They got some dead weight at that group, though. That's that's all I'm saying. They do. I mean, I, look, man. Breaking news. You had guys that you really were excited about when they committed. Some of those guys, um, far less excited about now. And you're like, okay, okay, that's not going to work out. We're going to have to. We're going to have to get another guy. And that I hate that. I hate that. But that's that's the way it is. Now, I don't know one way or the other how you feel about. Johnny Wilson up to this point, I can't get a sense of anything with that kid right now. I just graded incomplete at this point. You know, when pads come on, yeah, uh, they get into more situational stuff, things that we won't be able to talk about. I mean, just listen for generic takes a week from now. It's like, <laughs> hey, you know, Johnny's been pretty good. But it's, you know, I think right now the receivers that have more consistently uh, flashed, Pittman, of course, McLean at times. Pokey has a moment here or there, too. Yeah, Pokey's just he, your quiet veteran who you know knows where to be. Yeah, yeah, he's right. solid. He's just solid. Kentron every once in a while. Kentron, I, you know. And then Deuce is just kind of the funny experiment. You're like, right now. well, hey, yeah, maybe they got something there. Uh, Kentron, I, I'm holding out hope. How about that? I'm holding out hope. Yeah. Kentron's done enough so far in camp where you're like, you know, he had a decent spring, looks to be elevating his game a little bit. Okay. Okay, Kentron, I'm looking at you. That's more you than me right now, but I look forward to seeing pads because it's going to change. The The whole math of everything is going to change after two or three days of that because I'll bet you that a couple of players that are sleeping right now, at least in terms of, you know, you're reading our observations on warchant.com, which you can for just a dollar for the year. Just a dollar. Go ahead. Um, I, I bet you there's a couple of names that you're going to say, oh, wait a minute, because tomorrow – and it, it's break Wednesday, but tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, assuming they go full pads all three days, maybe a little two out of three, the weight of those observations is much heavier, is much more significant than these shells days or these yeah. football pajama days. Yeah, get 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 into the pads and also get that scrimmage. Get, get into that scrimmage and let's see what happens. Let's 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 we get into you know a full scrimmage. Coaches are going to tell you what they want to tell you, but we'll hear, we'll know. I've never run a football camp, sir, but wouldn't you expect maybe pads tomorrow and Thursday and they ease up on Friday? Yes. Into the, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah, yeah. You're not going to let them. Yeah, you're not going to get after them on a Friday before a scrimmage. Right, exactly yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Did you see, I don't know if you saw this, it was going around social media uh, over the weekend, but it was fun to, to watch. Uh, somebody put together a lengthy video of uh, Bill Russell in his prime. And, you know, Bill Russell, before my time, I know I'm old. I was ready for your question. What was it like, Jeff, watching Bill Russell? I was ready for you to say that to me. Yeah, when his games were on the radio and he was uh, playing <laughs> high school state championship games. No, I did not see Bill Russell play. You know he was a seven handicap in golf? Of course he was. But yeah. So I'm pulling up a stat about winner-take-all games. Did you see that stat? Oh, there's yesterday? a million stats that are insane yeah. for him. He's, he's, you know, when you win 11 titles in 13 years <laughs> and you win two at the University of San Francisco, all right, you ready for this? Yeah, go ahead. This is uh, the guy from ESPN, Hembo, who you can take these stats to the bank. He does good research. Bill Russell played 21 winner-take-all games in his career in the NBA, Olympics, and NCAA tournament mm. combined. His mm-hmm. teams went 21-0 and in yeah. those games. Ten of them were NBA Game 7s, and in them he played 488 out of a possible 495 minutes in those ten games. Played pretty much every minute. And averaged 29.3 rebounds per game wow there are no shortage of stories regarding the dedication to both the sport and then himself as a man intellectually and otherwise growing all the time right and talking about like the things he did early in his life like he listen he 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 was able to broad jump 24 feet he he was a, a freak of an athlete and he would spin, you know. I, I read one thing that said he would take fi- he took five hundred hook shots with his left hand and right hand before leaving every practice when he was in high school. Five hundred with each hand. If I get Bryce to take ten free throws before we walk off the driveway, I'm stunned. I need to I need to let him read that piece. <laughs> I How mean, is he at free throw shooting? Is he all right? He's fine, but he'd be better if he oh, took more okay. shots. Yeah, no. so fine is not good. When when Papa says he's fine, yeah, that means uh, you know, he clanks way too many for my liking. Yeah, I mean it's free throw. Let's go. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got. But he won five MVPs, twelve All Star appearances, eight straight NBA titles. At one point, <laughs> we talk about guys all the time, but. Go find that video that's – it's basically like a five-minute-long montage that somebody colorized some of the old footage. And you can watch this guy running and jumping and do just the level of athletic – the springiness. Like, I think most of us saw videos towards the end of his career, later when he's a player coach, that kind of thing. Not when he was really young in first few years in the league changing the sport. It's It's insane. It's worth it. Anyhow, rest in peace to Bill Russell. There were a lot of dedications yesterday. And, again, there's no shortage of material out there for you to go find, read, uh, consume, and enjoy uh, for a guy that was a, was a great human being uh, as much as he was a, a basketball all-world, uh, but a naturally great player. I know it's a simple question to answer, and it's, sorry, a little rhetorical in nature, but why is it that colorizing photos or videos 
like it's just it, it has a, a fundamentally different effect it's like, oh weird. my god it's real now it looks like a painting otherwise yeah, it's weird when you see the um, "They Will Not Grow Old." You see the movie um, where World War One footage was colorized, and uh, and you can you can see the soldiers talking to the cameras and doing things like that you'd never seen when you were growing up in high school. And then you watch a film like that, and you see death on the battlefield. You see right. the trenches, and, but it's colorized, and for some reason, obviously, it's much more relatable to our times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. Again, it's a yeah, simple it's a answer, simple but it's answer, just it's yeah. a, every time, every single time. Yeah. Like you can see a picture of Lincoln, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, I never knew he looked like He's that." He's a real person, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, and when you get that footage, now they're able to take footage. Um, and and remember when you were a kid and you'd see footage of Babe Ruth or something, and it was always like, it was choppy, you know, and he's like running around the bases. Are you playing ragtime? Yeah, it was just that you playing ragtime. Yeah, it was it was silly. It's just you know, that could have been like a fifty thousand dollar pyramid or ragtime. It was awful. Point is, when you watch it, it would always be this choppy thing, and you're like, how the hell? But then when you see that they have been able to better fuse the film and you know when you see frame by frame there's a fluidity to it you can see the weight transfer you can see the swing you can see the torque you can see like, oh so he was a big man for his time and that swing plays even now when you see it and it's not so choppy it's not all broken up i think that is kind of what we're talking about too when you see that film of bill russell you're like oh man look that guy was really athletic well yeah dumbass Go read about all the things right. that he did. <laughs> Grandfather's everywhere. Like I, I told you, I told you there was nobody like him. Yeah, I get this. It's gonna be weird when I'm ancient, which is not far from now, and uh, and I'm having conversations with my grandkids about Jordan, and they're like, huh? Michael Jordan was something." Always with the Jordan, you know. But it's going to be. You know, hey, it's like, Thanksgiving. I guess we're gonna hear about Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan from Grandpa. <laughs> no, but just like. You know, growing up, we heard, and I got to see the tail end of his career, certainly. My granddad would talk about Jack all the time, you know, about you know how Jack was the greatest golfer of all time. And how, and then all this time later, Tiger Woods comes around, right? So a whole generation of people have something that's very, very similar to Jack, right? It's, it's rare. you gotta, you got to be thankful when you get it. That's one thing as a student of history. I really felt like World War I never got its due. Oh, you and I agree on this wholeheartedly, but it has since. It has, yes, it's become in vogue in the last three or four years. Good. Right, yeah, that started the chain. Yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah. you know, it goes civil war and then straight to two. I mean, yeah. one was pretty important. Well, now, yeah, still is. Uh, if you, yeah, they will not grow old. Watch that; you'd love it. It's unbelievable because it, again, when you get when when they get into the colorized part of it, you're just like. <gasps> It takes your breath away to watch the death and destruction in that manner. And for whatever reason, you're right. It, it, it lends context to it in a way that just the, the still photos never did or the grainy footage never did. I mean, it's a breathtaking event because it, it combines the old for hundreds of years way of doing things in terms of battle and then the new. It's just in, in a way. World War Two is advanced. It was like for, for us, it would almost be like uh, 20 years from now if we were in the, the teens and 1900s, you know, laser warfare. You know, they couldn't imagine what two was going to... Like, that was just technologically from here to here. Mm-hmm. One was the combination of crusades and what was to come. Well, you had entire groups of people pulverized in World War One in a way that had never been done before. Right. So that, that kind of destruction wasn't possible on the battlefield prior to one. And but so, yet there's so much hand-to-hand, like oh, every other war is... Yeah, 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 yeah. Tale as old as war. I, I think I'd rather be blown to bits. <laughs> You think, and me both, buddy. Man, the idea of constantly having to go through hand to hand. Oh God, man! 
one of the worst things I saw a special on two and the experimental weapons. And the Japanese were trying to have a, a focused microwave weapon that yeah. burns you. Yeah. And so they're test subjects, man. Like, could you imagine? Because it doesn't work. It only half works. It's yeah. like, oh, great. Oh, man. Great. I thought this was going to be quick and easy. No, apparently the microwave doesn't work. This is uh, the the ability to uh, join us, I should say. I have to catch myself. We have to be very careful how we describe these things. All uh, fans. That's correct. Why don't you just post that up there, Tom, so we can all look <laughs> at it together and celebrate as we round out the hour the opportunity for all Seminole fans, right? There you go. All FSU fans for a limited time only. Warchant.com on three for a buck. Wake up, Warchant. Seminole Headlines, the Jeff Cameron Show, pre-games for football season, in-game for football season with Dominic Robinson, post-game, you and Gene. I mean, there is something for everybody at all times. Warchant.com on three, $1. The other thing I'd say, too, about the content here is um, if you've been going to Warchant.com the last little while, most of it you could just get to. You know, whether you had a sub or not, you could get to it. It's not necessarily going to be the case for a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of the features that we bring to you uh, that are unique to Warchant.com moving forward. It's a buck, man. I mean, yeah, inflation would render that it's 50 cents. You know, yeah. can't even play an arcade game for a dollar anymore. But you can play with Warchant.com and the experts here for one full Oh, year. I remember the days. What was the cost of a game of Pac-Man when you a were A quarter. Young? It already was a quarter. It was a quarter, yeah. Okay. I was hoping it was a nickel. It was a it quarter. Been so cool I'm not. A nickel. It was a quarter. And if you went to Aladdin's Castle or any of the other, which was always a higher price than other arcades, yeah, is that the same for you? Aladdin's Castle was always an extra. So later on, though, if you did the thing where you put, you know, five dollars in to get twenty-five tokens instead of twenty, you could kind of offset that. If you were just going to go in for a dollar, they'd give you three tokens for a dollar. You're like, you son of a really? Man. Yeah, <laughs> they wanted you five dollars or nothing. That sounds right. They were always the annoying ones with the dollar twenty-five. So you'd come in with a foldable, and then you had to find an extra quarter. Yeah, yeah. no, so, make it two at that point. Yeah. By the way, so that that um, was it. Dragon's Lair is that the first like uh, animated game? I think it was. Oh, what a fun game! Yeah, but I remember being kind of annoyed because the fluidity of movement wasn't so good. But they charge you like two bucks for that game. Good God, man! I'm getting killed in five seconds. This is pissing me off. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with.